0: Welcome to the Business of Psychology podcast, the show that helps you to reach more people, help more people, and build the life you want to live by doing more than therapy. Do you ever feel like you want to work more on rather than in your psychology practice, but you don't know what that actually looks like? If That sounds like you, it sounds like me too. When I started my practice, I was bombarded with advice that I should be doing business plans, that I should be working on the business and not so much in the business. And it just felt totally overwhelming. I didn't really know what any of that meant. And there were so many moving parts that I was trying to keep on top of alongside my clinical work and creative projects that just the idea of of knowing where to start with planning out that business was was really challenging and really difficult for me so what I wanted to do today was record an episode which just basically gives you a checklist of all the things that you need to consider when you're putting together your business plan so that you can create a document that acts as your guiding light and helps you cut through the overwhelm in your practice rather than contributing to it Because I think I might have mentioned on this podcast before, I did once create a 46-page business plan because a a mentor of mine told me to, which was absolutely useless to me. It was just so unwieldy. It didn't work with the way that my brain works. um, And it really didn't move my business forward at all. It was just a procrastination exercise. None of us have got time for more procrastination exercises. So I want to make sure that if you're creating a business plan, it's really valuable and it helps you to move forward. So today I'm going to share the key points that you need to know to create a business plan that works for you and reduces your overwhelm. We go deeper into a lot of what I'm covering today on previous episodes of the Business of Psychology podcast. So I'm going to link to all of those in the show notes. So if there's a section that you think great that's a great idea but i need to know more about how to actually do that then don't worry the links that you need are all in the show notes to this episode so just look them up there okay the key elements of a good business plan (laughs) so the first thing that you need to think about is vision values and mission why does this business exist and what do you want from it the second thing you need to think about the legal stuff Are you properly protected? Do you know your GDPR, insurance, and professional obligations? Have you registered with HMRC? What's the legal structure that best suits your vision right now, and what might that be in a few years time? Now, if you're not sure on any of that stuff, we've got a class dedicated to the legal stuff in psychology business school, where you can ask a specialist lawyer. And I definitely recommend that. Um, there's no substitute for good quality legal advice, especially when you're getting set up. You might also find our Client Confidence Checklist, a useful place to start, and that's a free resource. I'll link to both of those in the show notes. So if the legal stuff's giving you anxiety, don't worry, there's plenty out there to support you. The third thing you need to think about is your ideal client. Who are they? Who are you trying to help with this service? What do they want and need from you? Where are the gaps in current services that you could fill? And we've got an episode and a blog post on defining and getting to know your ideal client. So I'll link to that here. Your services. What do you intend to offer and when do you want to offer it? It's a really good idea in your business to work on one project at a time. And once that project, whether that's a therapy service, whether that's an online course or a book, once that project is profitable, you can then add another service or another product into the business. So your plan is a really great place to plan out when you intend to work on certain projects so you're not tempted to try and do them all at once. Because if you're anything like me, your brain works a million miles an hour. You've got loads of ideas of different ways you could help your ideal clients. And that's great. And we want to get all of that out on paper so it doesn't get lost. But you need to make some space in your business plan to look at what it makes sense to do when. Uh, So I do that by mapping out quarter one, quarter two, quarter three, quarter four across the year. and and literally putting my ideas into different boxes and then some of them have to go into a separate box for next year or further down the line. Really important to do that if you've got a fast fast moving brain like mine. (laughs) Okay the next thing you need in your business plan is to know your expected costs. This can be really hard when you're starting out so if you don't know your costs yet then check out the episode and blog post where I give a rough guide to the costs of running a private practice. Obviously it's different for all of us but if you're just starting out I hope that'll be a useful benchmark for you. If you've been in practice for a little while there is nothing better than going back through your records and actually getting an average of your costs and using that. That'll be much more valuable to you than estimating so do try and do that. If you're not using it yet, but you've been in practice for a while, accounting software makes this really easy. So a package like Xero, QuickBooks, um, I think there's a few more out there. Free Agent is another one that I've used. That can make this really, really simple and take the guesswork completely out of it for you. Now, after you've worked out your expected costs and you know what services you're offering, You're then able to work out your minimum fee for each service. Now, we all know, if you've listened to this for a while anyway, you know, I am pretty passionate about making sure you don't get this wrong. So there is a formula that you can use from the pricing queen, Sally Farrant, and you can see our blog or podcast for that formula. Um, So I'll link to that in the show notes. Really important not to skip that. You need to know at this stage of your business plan what your minimum hourly rate is so that you never go below it. Then you get to set some goals. So, what would success look like in your business in three months, six months, one year, and even five years? And actually, there's a lot of research to say it's beneficial at this stage to go to a 10 year plan. I'm doing that for the first time this year. I've always been afraid (laughs) to have a 10 year plan. I don't know, maybe it's a a midlife crisis thing, but some part of me has always resisted that. But actually, I can see that there are real benefits to knowing what your vision looks like in 10 years time. So setting those goals at this stage, once you've worked out everything else, is really important. And making those tangible and smart, and you all know what a smart goal is, but specific, measurable Um, achievable, realistic and time-bound so that you can measure yourself working towards them over the course of the year. Then finally, and this is the last piece of the puzzle, you get to map out your marketing plan and your strategy is going to depend entirely on all of the previous sections. So here you detail what activities are going to move you towards your specific goals. So in Psychology Business School, we teach you how to use high touch marketing or relationship building. We teach you how to use authority building and we teach you how to use content marketing as three strategies that help you achieve different goals in your business and they're suitable and important for different projects at different times. So you can find episodes on high touch marketing and networking uh, and content marketing including blogs and social media in our podcast library and I'll link to all of those for you so don't worry if if any of that sounds like jargon to you there's plenty of stuff out there um, in this podcast and also in the Do Modern Therapy membership to support you with doing all of that stuff, but the important thing here in your business plan is that you really think about which one of those strategies and which elements from those strategies are going to help you move towards the goals that you've just set yourself, because you will be tempted to try and do it all, because we're all perfectionists here. Well, most of us <laughs> identify with some level of perfectionism. And we're also really passionate, we're in our businesses because we really care about them and we want to make the most impact possible. So it's going to be really tempting to be like, oh, I'm going to do a podcast and I'm going to write a blog and I'm going to do a YouTube channel and I'm going to try and guest speak and all this stuff. Um, But actually, you need to work out what is going to have the most impact for your ideal clients for this particular project and focus in on doing that really, really well. So your marketing plan right at the end of your business plan is where you tell yourself, this is what I am going to do and actually, this is what I'm going to say no to for now. It's really important. So once you have your plan in place, your challenge really is to stick to it. So you can use your plan to decide which opportunities to grab with both hands and which opportunities to say, actually, that's not for me right now. You can use it to decide what activities are worth your time and what can wait to the next quarter or next year. And that's how it's really going to help you to reduce the overwhelm in your practice. So if you want more support on this, if you want to go deeper and work through your business plan with me, then please join me for our free training. So in August and September, uh, and this is 2021 when this is going out, in case you're listening in the future, we're running some free workshops to help you create a business plan that allows you to thrive and develop the fulfilling practice that you deserve. So you can choose your date and book your space on the free training over at psychologybusinessschool.com forward slash webinar. I'll link to that in the show notes and we would really love to see you there live so that I can answer any questions that you've got and go much deeper on all of these areas that we've talked about today. Are you stuck in private practice paralysis? We've all been there. Beat the overwhelm, imposter syndrome and insecurity by creating a business plan that gives you confidence. This summer, I'm excited to bring you our free 50-minute training so you can take your first step to a fulfilling, financially rewarding, and enjoyable practice. Whether you're looking to start your independent practice in September or you've decided it's time for a major overhaul in the way you run your existing practice, choose your date and book your space on the free training at psychologybusinessschool.com forward slash webinar. I'll see you there. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of the Business of Psychology podcast. If you share my passion for doing more than therapy, then make sure you come over and join my free Do More Than Therapy Facebook community, where you can work on getting your big ideas off the ground with like-minded psychologists and therapists. I'd also love it if you could leave this show a five-star review wherever you listen to your podcasts. It will help more of the people who need it to find it. See you next week for more tips and inspirational stories to help you do more than therapy.